0: Hi, and welcome to episode 152 of the Mike White's podcast. I'm Jack, as always, joined by Casey. Hello. Uh, get it out the way. In a week where everyone is arguing on Twitter about Jesse Marsh's style, the alternate Simpsons based title is MWP 152. Ah, you're both wrong. With a more sizzle-like experience featuring Homer. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the main sort of topic of discussion throughout the fan base all week um and it pretty much comes down to was that pragmatic or was it just shit? yes (laughs) (laughs)
1: um it's amazing how much we seem to have given up the ability to pass the ball for the ability to defend Mm. because my god our defenders can Sort of defend now, which is so much more than we could defend before. Um, you know, it it is it is amazing the impact that Liam Cooper's return has had.
0: Yeah, the, they they um...
1: are they are so amazed that he's back that we have lost the ability to pass to our own team.
0: Yeah, some of the this this Palace game, obviously, it was nil nil. You've will all seen it. We probably won't say much about the game itself because you know Mellier made a couple of good saves, Gallagher had a decent shot over, uh Zaha had one deflected over, Cooper headed from a corner straight at the keeper, weak Gallard effort straight at the keeper. That's all that's everything that happened in the entire game. And Dan wow. James put in one dodgy tackle one bad tackle. <laughs> it was it was a god awful game of football, but in the situation we're in. Is that necessarily a bad
1: thing? No, they're, they're, they've got quite a good home record. They've got results against decent teams there. Um, I know it was fortuitous somewhat last season, but they did beat us 4-1 there as well last year. Um, so, And especially once you factor in our performance, I'll take the point.
0: Yeah, I mean, you've got to take the point because as much as it wasn't a good game and Palace weren't particularly good either, they were better than us by a fair distance, to be fair to them.
1: Yeah, I, th- I thought we we really struggled to get any foothold in the game. There was, there was every now and again where we'd connect all four passes and you think, oh, bloody hell. But outside of that, there were times when you were watching Rodrigo sort of drop into an almost Calvin Phillips position to pick up possession We don't do a great job of retaining the ball up front anyway, but when you take the the most skilled of the two attackers out of there, and also the taller of the two as well, and I'm not saying Rodrigo's a taller. Yeah. Um, And then you think, well, best get this long down the middle at little Dan.
0: Yeah, I must admit, I do think that that was the main difference with us going forward because our. Passing percentage was dreadful against Watford as well. I don't actually know what it was for Palace, but it must have been worse. It like just must have been. I can't believe how bad some of the passing was. But I think that that was the difference. In the last few games where we've been getting these good results, even when it wasn't good, even the bits, there was plenty of bits that weren't good, but Rodrigo played well in all of those games. Hmm. And in this one, and it's not a dig by any means. If you're a forward player and you have one bad game after four good ones, that's fine. But he had a poor game, and he has been the one sort of linking it together.
1: Uh, just looking here, and I don't know how reliable Google is for these, but the pass accuracy apparently was 75% Palace, 69% for Leeds.
0: I I don't know exactly what it was, but I've heard... I've seen articles, things on Twitter, and other podcasts all say lower numbers than that. Hmm. Uh, so, I it think it felt made it like normally. a lower
1: number than that.
0: And I bet if you take out Melier to centre back and centre backs to full back and vice versa, I bet it was like 40. It was awful. Um, it was a good one to watch in the pub because it meant we were able to have a laugh while not having to be quite as nervous as we normally would be watching a game. Um, there's so little to take out of it. Calvin Phillips got 90 minutes. How do you think he looked? He, he was there. It's <laughs> yeah.
1: it's it's not the Calvin Phillips role that we knew and loved. Um I don't know if that's because Click is now playing a bit deeper as well, or if it's just because the the idea is that we, we, you know, we're looking to play more centrally, so there is no, you know, there's not Rafinha or Harrison on the touchline with him looking to sort of ping a forty yard ball across to them. Um But yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't Philip, uh, it wasn't Calvin as we remember him.
0: No, I mean, obviously, it was the first full ninety minutes back, so he won't be back at his best yet, but. It just, I thought through the whole midfield, like obviously Click got taken off quite early. I don't think Click did it particularly wrong. He just didn't do much. But then Cott came on and did the same. Mm. I just think it won. I think he, short of putting an actual world class player in there, I think in that performance, anyone would have looked the same. Yeah.
1: Uh, I, I, the one thing we did say is, is Palace have got decent attacking players. I think I think we were quite relieved to see. It, it is sort of a four-two-three-one with Mateta up front, Ayu out wide, which was kind of good news. Mm. Yeah, um, because
0: we, we both said in the preview that because he was back fit, we assumed Elise was going to come in for Ayu. And I did see there was, I don't remember the exact number, but in the 20 minutes that he was on the pitch, Ayu created the most chances of anyone on the pitch. Elise. And not just for that twenty. Mi- did I say I even? You did. Sorry. Yeah, but yeah. When Alise came on, he created more chances in twenty minutes than anyone else did in ninety.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure the first thing he did was go straight past you at Dallas at one yeah. point. Um, but in 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 terms of in terms of the chances they created, there's the the, the main one that you that you think was was well done by Leeds to deal with was. The cross for the cross for Mateta that Juvente managed to get a touch on.
0: Yeah, that was one of those. Pr- that's the thing. That's the side of Juvente's game that everyone likes because he does have it in him to do. it Because he don't really give up on things. Like he threw himself into that, and just that little touch. That was a. It was as good as a goal. That touch because it yeah, was it a goal cl- if he didn't get there.
1: Yeah, it, cl- it, it takes it onto Mateta's shin then and, and goes mm-hmm. wide, and it's. It's a goal saving challenge, like you say.
0: I still think that, uh, I still think overall with the other things he does and the way that he gets players into trouble and stuff, I I still personally would rather play Robin Cox than Uente. But I think it's because sort of if the bottom end of Cox's game is better than the bottom end of Uente's, but I think the top end of Uente's is higher than the top end of Cox. It's more a variance thing. And at this stage, I want the more solid one, I think. But you can be. It's sort of a judgment call. It's whoever it's whoever you fancy, but personally, I'd rather play Robin Cock, I think.
1: I mean, after the last time, I can't say anything, but um, I think referring to him as the more solid one is, is is dicey ground.
0: It's not as bad as what you said, mate. It no, no. nothing will be. <laughs> uh, the the other thing that I did want to say because you obviously you mentioned Dallas getting skimmed by Elisa when he came on. I thought Luke Ayling did very well up against Zaha. And I know Zaha got a few good chances away, but he's going to get beat. And yeah. He did, I... well, he did well to stand up to it, I thought.
1: Um, I mean, I don't know what game we were watching. I, I heard that Luke Ayling was assaulting Wilfred Zahara at every opportunity.
0: Yeah. You know what I'll give him? I'll give him... A, I'm I'm relatively good at being fair. them saying he should have picked up a yellow card at some point for persistent fouling. Yeah, that's probably fair enough. You know, yeah. But I have no. heard Palace fans saying that, oh, he could have got sent off twice. For what? He barely met it. <laughs> <laughs> now, today was the first time I saw a Palace fan kicking off about Dan James's tackle, which is the one thing that it would have been fair enough to kick off about.
1: Yeah, that, that was funny. Yeah. It's just about that Dan James just has that casual walk away and Joe Ward's like, oh, no, no, no.
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, he wasn't, he wasn't happy, uh, but fair enough. Um, that was one thing that was disappointing, obviously. they and Them having Joe Ward at left-back and us not being able to really do anything against him. Couldn't get the ball to Athena. And I know that he comes he comes inside now, but you would think he'd just end up drifting onto him a couple of times during the game, and it just never happened. Yeah. Because he would have the beating of him. I, th- I think it is one
1: of the frustrations... In that I know that there was a lot you could be critical about uh, Bielsa's team by the time he left, but they are two certainly Rafinha and Harrison are two players that I think are are very well suited to to get, you know, making the pitch as wide as possible. Mm. Um, Harrison has the ability to go. Probably more so than Rafinha has the ability to go inside or out, but I, I think it suits Rafinha to get that ball to get the ball on the touchline and work his
0: way in from there. You see, I must have, before I saw the last few weeks, I would have said the opposite. Before the last few weeks, I'd have said Harrison's the one that I don't rate coming inside, but he's actually taken to it pretty well. I, I think he's weeks.
1: I think he's probably more two footed than Rafinha. I, he, certainly, I he certainly seems
0: to be more two footed than he looks.
1: Because mm.
0: he doesn't like, he, he plays a lot like he's incredibly one footed, but he isn't.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's it's one of the things I know, I know over recent weeks, people have still been able to have the criticism of Jack Harrison's performances despite him getting goals. Whereas I thought Monday night, very rarely got
0: on the ball. Oh no! You could have easily forgotten who were there. It, mm. it
1: was... And I don't think that's a criticism of him because I think I think you could say the same about outside of his challenge. There wasn't a lot for Dan James to work with when we made the changes. It was the same for Gellhart and Greenwood.
0: Yeah, it was just we just were toothless in this game completely. the The only other tactical thing that's probably worth bringing up is uh, we got to see Rafinha taking long throws. I uh, would argue we didn't. Okay, sorry. Attempting, <laughs> attempting take long for us. The, <laughs> the one that worked worked because it was so short <laughs> that the defenders were nowhere near it. Uh, Jesse Mast had his press conference today and said uh, they did them in training and his were the best ones. Well, if his are the best ones, Jesse, God. don't fucking use long for us. <laughs> <laughs> if you have got anyone that can take them, that's fine. Just don't use them. It
1: was, it was just funny because you, you were just looking at these attacking areas and going, all right, Rafinha's taking a throw in. That's, it's an odd one. He'd sort of be the, the player you'd probably be playing a one-two off of and then looking to get him back on the ball. And then you see him stepping back and thinking, sorry, has he got a long throw? None of us have, have seen yet. No, no, he hasn't. Yeah. He, he's got, I'm going to call it a mediocre throwing.
0: Yeah, the first one sort of half led to something, but it's because the flick on was so far back up the pitch that you just couldn't, um, like the defenders couldn't get there because it was so short and they'd set themselves fifteen yards further back than that. Yeah, uh, just just one second. The thing on that, right, sir. Oh, okay.
1: Sorry, well, I yeah. pal.
0: Sorry, it's out no, people don't mind, and it's not like it's going to be edited out. Uh, my daughter had fallen asleep, and we we're thinking that. About... Trying to get her into bed, but she's woke up because obviously we're talking. Um, yeah, the that Don't was I probably that. I'm not there. Yeah, that was probably the only tactical thing. But the way that he was talking about it, it sounds like he's going to try and keep it going. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, Good luck.
0: Yeah. I, I, um, the other, the I really other hope in,
1: something comes from it.
0: <laughs> the other bit of news out of that press conference that we should probably mention just while we're on the subject. Uh, everyone was very surprised at Somerville not being on the bench against Palace. Uh, it's because he's out for the season. Yay. Ankle injury. Yay. So he'd done really well. You know, played great in the under-23s. Bumped himself up the order a little bit. And now he's out. And also, the 23s are probably going to get relegated because Chelsea under-23s won their game in hand. And now, for the one game they've got left, our under-23s aren't going to have Somerville. And I believe it's Arsenal away anyway, which would be difficult. And I think it's close to a first team game, so they won't have Somerville or Gellar or Greenwood or mm. probably Cresswell or <laughs> so yeah, that's probably trouble.
1: That's that's a shame. Although it's the dickhead in me is just thinking, Oh well, you must be trading them to uh, Somerville's injured, Fort's injured. Yeah. Mm.
0: yeah. Fractured kneecap and knacker in your ankle doesn't really seem like the same sort of injury, does it? <laughs> Um, and obviously there's still no forshaw or, or bamford although it did he did say bamford should be back on the grass next week how fit that means'll be i don't know I, I found
1: it i did find it odd reading that he'd said uh forshaw's doing well still out for the season it's like doesn't seem like an indication that he's doing well,
0: <laughs> Not well that i'
1: was expecting it's... any turnaround in that but I, I probably would have just left it there is no change in for sure, he's still out for the season. He'll rock up for the final day with a paddy headband on or something.
0: Yeah. we um, It's a bit of a weird one now because obviously we will talk about Leeds game and how terrifying it is. But we've sort of got a couple of other games to talk about. So before the Leeds game, and I think that this is much more... A factor in determining our mood on Saturday, than the Leeds game itself is. Saturday, three o'clock, Watford v Burnley.
1: I mean, please, Watford, please. come on, Watford. I know you've got a dreadful home record, but please.
0: What when we beat them was that they'd lost nine in a row. Yes. At home, have they lost another one since then at home?
1: Uh, oh, I don't know if it was at home. Just having a look
0: now. I mean, uh, they are got. I mean, they are god awful. We. we oh, know. they've lost
1: at home to Brentford as well.
0: Oh yeah, Jansen, like ninety fifth minute. So yeah, they they nearly, lost, Sorry, lost. they
1: nearly won that game as well.
0: To be honest, having seen the highlights, if I remember rightly, and it is a while ago, so I could be wrong, but they should have done.
1: Yeah, that if was I'm the that... that was the loser chance. They yeah. just somehow slices it in the, about the ninety third minute.
0: Yeah. Um. It's a bit of a weird one because, but don't get me wrong there, they're not Man City by any stretch or in the style of play, but Burnley have been a little bit more capable of keeping the ball on the floor and passing it and actually taking the game to the opposition since the sack Dijic. Hmm. Which, for this game, Watford will sit in. So, in theory, that helps them. But the one thing that, even though they've lost all the games, the one thing that I think looks decent with Watford is the counter-attack. They had like three good chances at Anfield. They had a couple against us. They scored a couple of goals against Arsenal, and all of them were counter attacks. So I'm wondering if the style of play they're doing now might give Watford a slightly better chance.
1: I hope so. I really hope so. I don't think it will, but it would be it, it would be fantastic timing. If Watford dug out a win, which would put them only to, uh, oh, only six points away from
0: safety, then yeah, because they're not dead, and like them and Norwich are technically not dead, even though they are. Hmm. Yeah. Put it this way: you now cannot bet on them to go down.
1: No, Watford have also lost four in a row.
0: Yeah. But like, if they could at least get something from that game. Um, and the one way that you would, in theory, say that we have a better chance of a result going our way is on Sunday, 2 o'clock, Everton-Chelsea. I think this has got Chelsea dobbing one in against them and just not playing well at all, written all over it.
1: Yeah, there's. For as poor as Everton have been, they seem to have picked up results against. I say, I say results against teams. The beat Scum, who, who let us down.
0: That's. I mean, I watched that game. Everton deserved to win. Like, Man United were god awful.
1: Yeah. Um, and then they
0: were against Arsenal as well.
1: Yeah, beat Newcastle, which I think at that point. Was frustrating more because I'm trying to think actually of that one. I think it was the first time because they played him a few weeks before when Newcastle won. That was back in February. We we're like, oh, we could still catch them. No. Um, but I'm really hoping that it's talk of all the, the spirit in the Everton squad. You know, it shows they're up for a fight. It's like, no, the, you say that. They put 11 men behind the ball. We're trying to shit house their way to a point because there was very little in the way of attempts other than give it to Anthony Gordon and hope he can get near the penalty area. Mm. Um, what I would say is,
0: genuinely, and I mean this, from a defensive point of view, it's the best I've ever seen Frank Lampard set a team up. It's not saying much. He's really bad at setting the defence up. But <laughs> I think that was about the best he's ever done it. Uh,
1: yeah, it's... Um... I've just sorry, I've just got the stats up for the for the game. And again, this 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 is the ones on Google, so take it with a pinch of salt. But uh Liverpool completed seven hundred and eighty-seven passes to Everton's one hundred and seventy-three. And Everton's passing accuracy was fifty four percent. One
0: hundred and seventy-three sounds high. And they are even slagging him, it was the job that he was told to do, but was it Allen completed one pass and it was a kickoff?
1: I think was it one or was it two kickoffs?
0: Yeah, it was. It was just one. It was just one of them ridiculous things. But that again, that's not his fault. Because again, <laughs> the first thing you looked at was like, wait, why is he taking kickoff? <laughs>
1: that seems odd. But I think yeah. they. I think if I remember rightly, at the start of the second half, they loaded the left hand side of the pitch with players. I was like, all right.
0: Well, they'd, they'd have to go down the left because that's where Anthony Gordon was. Yeah and who was by a mile their standout player. Um, The other thing is that Everton have been off on one again. You know, last time when they got their official apology from the PGMOL, Mm -hmm. and everyone did take the piss because it it is whinging management and you don't really want to see it. But what I would say is that that Rodri handball, I mean, it was absolutely blatant handball. It definitely should have been a penalty. This one maybe should have been a penalty. Maybe, maybe not. Yes. It's not. It is definitely not a cut and dry decision. This one,
1: I would say it's in the it's in the bracket of you've seen them given, yeah. Like I don't think obviously VAR didn't overturn it, and I think if it had been given, it probably wouldn't have been overturned. But
0: I mean, to be fair, we didn't mention it, but there was one of them in the Leeds game. I thought that one where Juventus slid in arse ass first for that tackle.
1: Oh, it's the oddest technique I've yeah. seen for someone slide
0: again he did sort of go through back of him if if that would have been given as a penalty on the pitch it wouldn't have got overturned and no. it, because it wasn't given on the pitch it wasn't overturned for that either but like you know there's decisions like that every week and ever a lot of time now when you look at it and i know it's because we're in such a dire situation i mean we're in a dire situation and versus' worse at the minute. You are going to be pissed off, and you probably are going to ramp everything up to a thousand. But they are acting like it's the worst decision that's ever been given, and it really wasn't. It was. It was a bit of a fifty-fifty show.
1: Yeah, just like you say, it, put it this way: it, Dan, it,
0: the Dan James one at St James's Park was a far, far, far worse decision.
1: No, nah, just I never understood the the idea of the official apology because surely you'd just be there all weekend if issuing apologies for decisions that weren't given um Uh, all all this has done for me is is prove that as much technology we have in the game we're still not getting it right
0: no
1: so why bother with the tech
0: and that Frank Lampard is still a massive twat yeah uh so before we get on to us Watford Burnley what do you reckon
1: I can't see Watford winning.
0: I mean that's, I, can, that, I that's, could...
1: that's not the pessimist in me. That's the realist in me is is looking at that thinking No, there's there's no way Watford are winning this. Mm. I really I mean, hope I really hope their front line can do a job on them. But yeah.
0: uh you can get 17 to 10 on Burnley and that'll be where my fiver's going. Uh I'm gonna say 2 0 Burnley. And that is partly pessimism, but it's also, I just think, Watford are shit and Burnley right now, aren't shit? Yeah. Uh, And then Everton-Chelsea.
1: Now the pessimist in me really feels like Chelsea are going to...
0: Also, I'll just say right now, you can get, like, four to one on Everton if you shop around. I'll probably have a five on that as well. I mean,
1: (laughs) Chelsea probably... They've they've got a game in hand over Arsenal and and Spurs, Mm. but they could probably do with getting the win.
0: If they win this, you'd say they're they're absolutely safe top four. Yeah. So
1: they'd be eight point.
0: They'd be well. They'd be (sighs) ten points clear of fifth. Um,
1: are they playing tonight as
0: well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's one. One of the reasons why I'm heading straight to the pool after this.
1: Thursday night football.
0: Yeah, it's a them and scum, isn't it?
1: Yeah, again, that's not what you want to see.
0: We could, we could <laughs> sort of do with scum at least getting a point, just so Chelsea don't switch off at the weekend.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't like this world.
0: No. I think I'm going to go one apiece for this, and yeah, that is my pessimism talking, but I also just feel like Everton are going to get something.
1: No, I'm going to be optimistic and I'm going to say Pulisic gets a hat-trick. 3
0: that's, that That's really optimistic. Uh, well, at least I get to bring back my favourite question of the season. Saturday, half past five, Man City at home. Are we fucked? Yep. <laughs> did you watch Manchester City 3, Real, Real Madrid, Man City 4, Real Madrid 3? I did the 4-5-4-E four, five, four, 5 5 thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Christ, if... if... If they could open up Real Madrid that quickly, that does beg the question, what hope do we have?
0: Um, there, there was a point in this game, just before Benzema pulled it back to 2-1, where Man City could have been four up already.
1: <sighs> they're, they're so good.
0: There you, there what I really are. could have done
1: without, as well, is is last weekend, Gabriel Jesus having gone, what was it, 14 games without a goal or something like that, they getting four
0: Gabriel <laughs> Jesus has taken being linked with Arsenal personally, and he's now the most informed player in the league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, they're just brilliant, aren't they? Like, there's, there's no way that I mean, yeah, all the players cost fifty million a piece, but so the scums, and they're not brilliant.
1: Ah, yeah, but these ones are well organized,
0: well organized, and well coached, and have been scouted in an intelligent way for how they'll fit into the squad.
1: Yeah, and even the strikers, even though it's an almost strikerless team, it's still very fluid, and there's just goals that come from everywhere.
0: Yeah. Um, it's not worth going through player by player, but who scares you the most?
1: Uh, honestly, you know what? There's two people that scare me. Nathan head <laughs> Headbanger Marsh. If and if you them. can get
0: through them, you might just win the Royal Rumble. <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> Sorry, Nathan Ake. Um, I I, I do rate you as well. Um, Honestly, you just—it's the fact that you look at their front line where they can go with Jesus Sterling, Grealish, and then you've still got the threat coming from deep of of Gundogan, who, if he fancies, might get in on the goals, and De Bruyne just turning up wherever he feels
0: like it. Yeah, De Bruyne, who still, for my money, he's not having. It's not this season. I just I I said it a couple of years ago. I think he's probably like the second best player in the world, Kevin De Bruyne. It's but it's a, it's a tight one up at the top where there's a lot of really great ones like Benzema probably has to be up there now.
1: I mean, the saving grace of us playing them now is that they might have to rest a few players because they've got Real Madrid again after us. But World when man's saying less players, does it matter? But when you it was not that good. Um yeah. I I'm just looking around and just you look at that squad and you basically go, sorry, who are the
0: backups here? Like, yeah, they're all like, good. I and mean, let's say they drop their first choice centre backs. So it becomes well, Stones and Ake would be the backups. Yeah. Cancelo was suspended for the first leg against Real Madrid. So he'll play, and he's unbelievable. So the one thing that they didn't have against Real Madrid was they didn't have any right-backs because they were all injured or suspended. So, But Cancelo's back for this. So what, Zinchenko will play left-back, probably, who's really good.
1: I, I, you look at that team, and I know the team they put out against Watford, what was it? It was De Bruyne, Rodri and Fernandinho as the... Three is as your sort of central midfielders. I, and I don't know how you compete with that. Yeah. <laughs> when you could just like, go, yeah, we could we could take any of these out and just put another one in.
0: Yeah, well, like think of the front line you just mentioned and the two midfielders behind. And you never said Bernardo Silva or Phil Foden. Yeah. You know, it's just it is a ridiculous squad full of world-class players. Um there's no there's no real, uh, you know, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to play narrow. We're going to try and keep it tight. We're going to knock the ball long. And we're basically going to hope we can shit house something out of this game.
1: At what and point do we start playing Charlie Cresswell up front?
0: Uh, none, because we won't be playing anyone up front. <laughs> uh, the I think the team will probably be the same. Uh, but the things that there's arguments for and against, does anyone replace Dallas at left-back?
1: No. No.
0: Because there's obviously... Firpo is fit again, but I don't think that's sensible. I still have that thing in my head of playing Strouk, and this one isn't the worst plan.
1: Yeah, I I mean... If you're going to bring someone back after an injury... Man City probably isn't the game to do it either.
0: No, I mean, yeah, but how, I, I how bad can it be? I, I can't mean, imagine
1: his confidence levels are great.
0: I mean, who's going to be out on the right? It'll be only be like one of Jesus, or Bernardo, Silva or Riyad Mahrez.
1: It could be Foden. Or
0: it could Foden. be Sterling. Or Sterling. <laughs> <laughs> why? This bother? is why. This is why. Genuinely, it's so weird. Leeds are playing. On Saturday, and Watford v. Burnley is so much more important because <laughs> uh, is just no way around it. Um, who, who do you think that it'll be clicking Phillips in front of the back for?
1: Yeah, I... it, it did...
0: or, will, or will he go Phillips and Cock to just basically you know, sit there and don't move? Uh, they just.
1: I feel like if you have Phillips and Car, and, and to be honest, I don't know if it's just the the system we're playing at the moment, where it's, it's almost a four-two-two-two two, two, two with two holding mids at this point. But I do feel, I do feel like it. It's certainly on on Monday night. It created a big gap between Phillips and Click and and the wingers. Yeah, wingers. Yeah.
0: In uh, wide tens. Yeah. Um. I, there is a thing that I was thinking of is that for this one, do you play sort of Dan James on the right and Harrison on the left and, you know, sit them quite deep and defend, but actually have two up top to clear the ball to and put Rodrigo and Rafinha up top and just hope we can get it to them and then those two have some talent and then maybe... Because they are good enough... That if we can get them on the ball, they could do something against Man City's defense.
1: Yeah, it definitely has you. Your two most defensively disciplined of your wide players yeah. in the positions they probably need to be in a game like that. I Obviously, don't think. It, I don't think it'll happen now that you know the plan is play for the yeah, you know, like Wimbledon, ten yards at a time down the line until Rafinha can get it in the mixer.
0: Yeah. Um it's yeah, such... I mean the, the reason I think it'll be James is because obviously Man City's line in this game is likely their defensive line might be ten yards inside our half at points in this game. And they will be thinking, and this is not this is as good a chance as any for us in a game like this. They will be thinking maybe we can judge a long ball over the top and just have Dan James run onto it and then and miss. Mm. <laughs> but like basically the, the for this game, do, do we have any hope whatsoever of getting a result out of this?
1: I mean, you can't ever say no because the last season we got a point at Ellen Road and we won at Man City. Yeah. Now, the main difference is that we had Alioski at that point, who I'm starting to believe was the catalyst for all things good. Yeah. Honestly, I think he might have been incredibly underrated now. And I'm saying that as someone who thought he had some dire performances last season.
0: I think he might have just been magic. I don't actually think it was better than we remember. I just think it might have been... He was such an infectious personality that made people happy. I don't think it was his ability.
1: I I mean, I'm I'm judging on the talk about Stuart Dallas having multiple injuries at the moment. But I don't think he's going to be breaking... Into their half to score a 90th minute winner at this point,
0: yeah, like you did time. last season. But uh, you don't uh, often see Leeds ten to one to win a home game, <laughs> uh, which is what we wow. are. Wow, that's well. Uh, Man-, Man City are one to four. Obviously, there's no point in having a pessimism bet on a one to four shot. It does no good whatsoever. If you were gonna have your pessimism bet. My, Man City minus two is two to one. Minus three is five to one. I don't think any of them are worth it in terms of the way that it adds it's, up. I mean, there is a how, there, it's there is a chance. How the
1: bookies think of us. It's, They're right, but still, they
0: the bookies don't think much of us. More importantly, if I think a real lot of Man City, which is I, fair. I
1: mean, that, that's the unfortunate thing. Playing them now is that they have to win every game.
0: Yeah, because Liverpool will. Yeah. Uh it's <clears throat> as I say, I if if we were 13th in the league, I would be going to the game on Saturday and sitting there thinking, I'm just I'm genuinely just going to sit here and watch Man City and just try and enjoy how good this team is. If we get some brilliant, but I aren't worrying about it. The problem is, in the situation we're in, even a game like there are no three hits in the situation we're in. No. I can, you can think we've got no chance, but we can't treat it in that way.
1: No, no and unfortunately, if and when Burnley get a result on Saturday, they will go above us.
0: You you will see it with the uh, you'll see it with the atmosphere in the ground. I think if Watford manage to win, the atmosphere will be fantastic mm. because everyone will be like, great. No one's getting they they can't they're not getting closer to us at least, and that'll put everyone in a good mood. If they win, everyone's going to be shitting themselves. Yeah, do you remember like four weeks ago when we thought, right, we're safe now? And I, I very 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 pointedly and very publicly disagreed with you when you said words to that effect.
1: It all felt fine. It all felt. And safe. I, I did
0: the, I did the same when people tweeted us. No, we're not now. I did think that like 35, 36 points would be enough. And I'm now looking at it and thinking, mm, I'm not so sure it will be. I think it might be like 38, 39 all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, we've, we've gone back to the days of, of needing 40 points.
0: Yeah, it's that, a weird that, that one was because. A safety mark. I honestly think the teams at the bottom this year have been such a low standard. And it, I think it might end up being one of the higher points totals.
1: Yeah. Which is
0: a, a bit of a weird one. Um,
1: I've fixtures for. Villa at this point because they
0: they've been in really bad form
1: they've lost four and drawn one in their last five Um, now admittedly they have Norwich Saturday yeah but they've got Burnley Liverpool Palace Burnley and Man City
0: right I don't want them to get dragged into it then Mm. if they're playing Burnley twice fuck that I hope that they're them twice Come on, Stevie G. <laughs> <laughs> Get some confidence against Norwich and then batter only twice.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm, cl- I'm clutching at straws here for anything.
0: Yeah, well, clutching at straws is basically all we can do for this game, unfortunately. It's just one of them things. But that... We are literally the only team in the bottom half that is
1: undefeated in the last five.
0: Yeah, and we have got in worse and worse trouble while it happened. How? How has that happened? No, well, I mean, it is a ridiculous thing that you could honestly make an argument that we have took 11 points from 15 and our situation hasn't improved.
1: Yeah, I mean, looking at Burnley, because they've won three out of their five as well. They've, yeah, they've just, they've, they have, it's just that it's they've because, won a point less than us.
0: Yeah, and it's because they had those games in hand and that's when they went on the run.
1: Yeah, like I know... I think the difference is with them, they... they, want, they I think they've got that form of... or enough form to, to make you question whether they'll... Uh, to, to make it look like they can get results out of quite a few games when i look at everton's it's it's more just the pessimism in me whereas i look at their run of results recently and think that they're not they're not a good team and they're not playing well
0: now that i think that the the problem with the with everton is I think that they are bad. I've said a million times that I objectively think they have a bad manager. But they have got some good players uh, who should be... Like, Everton should not be in this situation.
1: No, I know, I know they've had injuries, but...
0: Yeah, but, I mean, they've missed Calvert-Lewin for like half the season, in the same way we've missed Bamford. Mm. You know, it is a big problem. But the squad they've got, they've still had 50 million quid's worth of Richarlison most of the season.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you look at the replacements we were having to make, sort of December, January, February in that time, compared to the, the replacements that Everton had at their disposal, it's night and day difference. Like you know, ours were kids; they have, they still have Premier League standard players there.
0: Yeah. Uh, for what it's worth, it's now Everton even money. Burnley six to four. We're four to one. To go down, uh, but by how many will we go down on Saturday?
1: Um, you know what? Fuck it, one all draw.
0: God, if that happens, I will be the happiest. Happy, I, I genuinely for at least twenty minutes might be the happiest human on the planet. If that happens. Uh, but no, I, I reckon we'll get beat 3-0. Uh and I reckon that's because we'll defend deep. We'll probably and I think we'll keep them out for like 20 minutes. And then they'll get one, and then they'll get another one before half time. Contest will be over, they'll ease off like hell in the second half. And later on, Cole Palmer will come off the bench and get the third. Uh I just I, I can't see hope for it. We're nah, not playing. Roger well. Delap
1: will come back to shush yeah. the adults this time. Okay.
0: Yeah. Rory, this time they won't even bring on Liam, <laughs> they'll just bring on Rory. Yeah, at least maybe he can teach Ravino how to do long throws. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll know a lot more after, as always, we'll know more after the weekend. So we'll maybe maybe Tuesday for the next one.
1: Oh,
0: because uh, it'll have to be after any
1: of it, yeah. it'll have to be, a be after the weekend.
0: Yeah, we'd have to do it after the Event game on Sunday, but on a Monday we pretty much always go out for a pint, don't we? So
1: yeah. Probably I might Tuesday. Take some drinking by Yeah,
0: uh, depending on how results go. I think
1: this might this might be a bad weekend to stop sniffing glue.
0: Yeah. It might be an excellent weekend to start. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, I think that'll do us for episode 152 at Mike White's podcast. We just have to, you know. If you are a religious person, pray, etc. If you're like me and you're not, just hope. Just hope. And just hope that Man City really, really are focused on going to the Burnabout.
1: <laughs> I, 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 I've just got this image in, in my head of just this destroyed earth with just a precious flower poking out of the ground and you're just thinking, that, that's the hope. And then just someone walking past and kicking the flower to death. Just go, yeah. no, no, you're not having anything nice.
0: It was such a beautiful description of Joe <laughs> <laughs> Uh Yeah, so that'll do us. I've been Jack, see ya. I've
1: been mean, Casey, have a good one.
0: In a bit.